Lucas. 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 Will you listen? How will we get the dog? Anyway. Uh, yeah, that'll be staying with your mother and father, I'd say. No, never in a hundred million years. No. Nope. Do you want a puppy? Um, <laughs> puppy, maybe. You're mad yoke. <laughs> she's a permanent puppy. Yes, exactly. It's a very cute she's dog. To- she's toilet trained, though. Oh, kind of. <laughs> she's not messed up in a long time. Okay, that's good. Yeah, but any messes, I understand. They're always strategic. <laughs> I get what she's thinking when she does them. I, I understand what she means. I know what she's saying if she does it. Okay. Uh, it's an good. evil genius. It's good to be back. Um, <laughs> I have to leave that piece in. Um, um, we haven't had our good chat, so we'll do it afterwards. Let's do the podcast instead. Let's do a podcast, Al. Exactly. Um, so will we, will we actually will we start it? Yeah. Should let's start it? I'll tell you this. I was just saying last night to somebody. I have great stories today. Do you? I do, because we weren't here last week. Actually, there was loads of new listeners, unless you're clicking, you've been paying somebody to, you know the way they do. I don't really pay them, but um, the people I lock in the basement have to do it once a day. Yeah, but I didn't think you you had that many people in the basement. I've had a lot of time during COVID to expand my collection. Oh, very good. Yeah, that's what they, um, that's what they've been doing for the last week. They're really enjoying the. The, um, the podcast own that we've been going with yeah it's really cool it's, something, it's good for them to have something to do yeah it is isn't it a click, yeah it's important a clickbait farm in the basement yeah <laughs> nothing wrong with that no I haven't I haven't been listening to my to <laughs> myself and you mm. on repeat believe it or not there's a telephone there, there is a tel. that's a real telephone is it that's a landline wow God. I don't know what happens when a landline is <laughs> What do you do with it? You're in witness protection again, aren't That's you? That's inconvenient. Mm. And if you I don't pick, know how to make it stop. If you pick it up, you're going to have to say your your real name, are you? Or the name you've been given. <laughs> stop, thank God, I'm scary. <laughs> That's weird. It's probably I haven't somebody. had landline in... Years and years. I haven't heard years. And why would you? <laughs> There's no reason. I have a fake one so that my um, my alarm works in my house, but everything goes through my 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 own phone obviously goes without saying goes without saying um will we do the intro yes hello and welcome to look at where you listen as soon as you said that hold on hold on for a second hold on as soon as you said that the line went hello and welcome to look at will you listen you got that far and then froze Hello and welcome to Look At Me You Listen, the podcast with two old radio heads going through six topics in about 30 minutes with their opinions and stories thrown in. And we don't know what stories the other person has. That's the twist, you see. That's the, We had to come up with a twist. It's just, yeah, total spontaneity on the air. <laughs> this is it. You're welcome to contribute. Anything, anything can happen, like phones ringing. Sorry, exactly. I interrupted uh, you. Normally, normally, to be fair, it is my mobile that's ringing because I'm so professional, I forget to turn it off, basically. Uh, well, I am still zooming from home, yep. and I'm zooming from my parents' home, and that was a landline. Yeah, I exactly. Apologize. No, but there's, a, there's an excuse for you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a studio. I should know to turn off the phone. I've just put it on um, on airplane mode there. It is probably the first rule of radio. Turn off the phone. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not yeah. judging you or anything. I'm oh, no, I know. I, listen, I know. I can see your face. You're <laughs> judging me. <laughs> and it wouldn't be the first time. You're an idiot. Done. I don't think I ever did that on what? radio. I think I was, I worked on a bre- breakfast show for two years. Yeah. I worked on other shows and I don't think I've ever done it in them, but I worked on a breakfast show on a daily basis for two years. And I think, I think my 
cohort, we shall remain nameless, um, the, I think the main event, I think he left the phone on maybe once in his whole career, I think. It's easy to do. Which I heard. It's so, oh my God, it's so easy, especially at crazy o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's easy to do at any time. Um, but yeah. it's, I suppose... and it's probably me texting him while on air being like, <laughs> stay here. <laughs> As you do. Oh, he loved my texts midair, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still does, I'm sure. <laughs> Shall we kick off? <laughs> oh, sorry. Ooh. I actually hit the mute, the mute button there and then unmuted myself for the cough, which was the opposite of what you're supposed to do with the mute button. It's impressive. Um, ignore that cough. So, yes, the first topic being current affairs, and mine is from the journal.ie today. Dangerous levels of drugs found in river running through Glastonbury Festival, researchers find. <laughs> now, this isn't people stashing drugs in the river. This is people urinating. Peeing it out. Yeah, peeing There's it a out. surprise. There is a surprise. So, think before you pee at Glastonbury is the take-home message here. So, if you have taken, if you've popped a load of pills... And you're like, I'm going to go to the river and just, you know, let it all hang out. You've got to think about the animals because they are then becoming affected by your MDMA. And there's a long term release from the site. So it's you're doing damage that you don't even realize. There's cocaine concentrations and they are affecting the life cycle of the European eel, which is a protected species. So next time you think about peeing out your drugs, maybe do it in the port because the eels are very unhappy about it. Are there river eels? There must be. I wasn't aware of that. I didn't want to know that, actually. I mean, no offense to eels, but they are nasty pieces of work. (laughs) That's what I was just going to say. I mean, so an eel dies out, uh, who cares? I assume if it's affecting the eels, it's affecting everything else as well. But it's just, it's something that never occurred to me from music festivals that we do loads of damage in lots of different ways, but I didn't think that this would be one of the ways. But I assume if it's affecting eels, it's affecting everything else. Now, I don't want to know that European eels are in my rivers. I used to uh, travel home from, as a child, from my uncle's house to our house for two hours. And he'd always give us these smoked eels that he'd caught and smoked. And my parents would eat them. And that was lovely. But the bees, because they look like monsters. Yeah. Like they're, they're monstrous looking things. So I'd be sitting beside them in the back with these smoked eels and terrified for two hours. So no fan of eels. But, you know, if, <clears throat> if it comes to protecting them, I guess I can overlook it. Because beauty is skin deep. So you, you've never tried eels? I actually really like eel in sushi. Right. I've never tried them, actually, now I that I come to think of it. So, so it, <clears throat> they look like kind of white fish when, when, they, when they're cooked. I've seen them on TV, but I've never, never eaten yeah. them. Yeah. Not, not, uh, not in real life. All right. Um, yeah. But, uh, my uncle had, uh, he didn't have a lake. My uncle lived by a lake, and he had a ton of eels in the lake. And we used to fire my brother into the lake to see if the eels would get him when he was younger because he was the youngest. So you may Obviously. as well, you know, yeah. let the... That the smallest one, but he also loved it because my brother was, was mad for any any kind of danger. Uh, so he'd we'd send him in, see if he could find eels. I think he had monster hunters around. You know those programs like where they hunt big, yeah. huge, yes. monstrous things. They came to the lake and they tried to find the big monster. There's like a gigantic eel or something going around. Uh, probably this probably didn't happen. This could be in my head, but I feel like the eel was getting some of the cattle that were drinking from the lake. <laughs> 
I'm sure that didn't actually happen. Well, maybe if 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 monster <laughs> ale hunters from uh, from wherever were there, the yeah. monster ale has been hunt. He's been eating the eating the cares. Yeah, so they probably were not doing that. But my childhood self, I I had a very I continue to have a very active imagination. I always look under the bed before I go to sleep and stuff Obviously. at night time, just in case of eels. Um, but well, yeah, you never know when they're going to be eels. under your bed. You never know because you can you can laugh now, but they, when they bite you, they go down to the bone. Oh, we yeah. were always told that anyway, and they they like they don't let go. And again, I don't know if that's true or if that was just something we were told to stop us jumping into the lake out of boats. There right. you go. Okay, that's your eel so story. Stop drugging eels. Is my eel? Is yeah. my eel story? Give up yes. drugging the eels because you're killing the environment. You gotta take your urine elsewhere. Yeah. The Portaloo. You've been partying too hard. Yes. In the Glastonbury. That's it, and in other festivals. Exactly. I think we've had this conversation before. Have we, do you do festivals? I don't do festivals. I do festivals with a B and B. Yeah, that was just. <laughs> Which I don't say, know if that counts. <laughs> I do festivals if 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 I'm if I can stay in a hotel. Like uh, yeah, tents don't same. really interest me, and mud and all that stuff. Not particularly. I live for it until about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, and then Dave and I look at each other and we go to the B&B and then we shower and have scones can't go wrong with that yeah it's wonderful exactly um, I prefer uh, I mean we're very privileged I prefer being backstage and being pampered and then getting into a car and being taken somewhere well that's a very Al done thing to have happen <laughs> nobody's ever volunteered to do that for me okay it I've has, been in tents uh, I did I did like I earned my you know stripes I did the tent thing a couple times yeah uh, and after that once you hit sort of I feel like 30 once you once you hit 30 and you start going to B&Bs it's okay people shouldn't judge you too much for that because right. pants are nasty I don't want to wake up beside a load of 18 year olds who are screaming yeah I just, or, I just don't no I, I would have to agree with you um, and yeah, even when I was 18 was... that wasn't appealing to me yeah <laughs> yeah I feel like 18 year olds get younger anyway these yeah. days I, I find I, them more screamy like a bit of comfort yes right uh, let's go current affairs with me are you ready for this one uh, vinyl sales are the highest they've been since the early 1990s. Shocker. Probably yeah. not that surprising. Well, When I think about all my friends who buy vinyl now, that's amazing. Well, in 2020, there was a 30% boost in income from sales of vinyl records compared with the pre- previous year. A lift many attribute to purchases from fans who would otherwise have spent their money on tickets to events that had been cancelled due to the pandemic. Um, in March 2021, the BP British Phonographic Industry reported that vinyl sales were due to overtake CDs for the first time since 1987. Now, I presume it's happening over there. It's happening over here, generally. Um, there's a great one here, actually. Um, it's down the bottom. A quarter of a million were sold in 2008. Over five million uh, vinyl sales last year in the UK. Wow. Big, I... big numbers. There's an issue, though, because there's only 100 pressing plants worldwide now where there used to be thousands of them. So they can't get them pressed fast enough. I mean, even uh, Taylor Swift had to wait months for her vinyl to be produced. Her album Evermore was produced digitally on the 11th of December 2020. The vinyl release followed at the end of May this year. Wow, she's missing her moment. So they, I, assume, I assume the true fans will get the vinyl anyway. But eventually. God, eventually. But they're selling at about 37 quid for, for a... Thirty-seven pounds actually must be forty odd euro. I haven't bought. I got rid of again going back years and years ago as a as a radio presenter. We got sent loads and loads, and I, I had a room full of vinyl, which I got rid of um, when my I think daughter number one was born <clears throat> around nineteen ninety two. She nineteen ninety two, yeah, she was. Um, 
or was it the second one? No, it was the first one when, when she was born. And like it was a full room full of vinyl, right? Wow. I had problems getting somebody to take it off my hands. Really? I uh, suppose 92, yeah, everyone's in there. 75 their pounds toys. eventually is what I got for it. Oh my gosh. Now I held on to anything that was worth money, which I have here in the studio here in Unique. But, um, you know, it, it's incredible when you think about it. I have my dad's vinyl collection from when he was a young teenager making noises at festivals, which I, I love and treasure, but I have no record player. So it is one of my dreams in life to get a record player, but it's not a quirky thing to do anymore. It's not like, oh, she's, you know, she's got a record player. Yeah. People have record players. A lot of my friends bought the new John Mayer vinyl yeah. rather than listening to it any other way. It is an amazing way to listen to music. You see, and I don't necessarily agree with that. We have a record player here um, in, in the studios and um, I, as I said, I've kept on to I've kept certain things um, that were worth a few quid. When you play them, I, I, and I'm getting older, so my ears are not as good as they used to be. I presume. I don't think there's that much of a difference. I don't think it warrants it. I'm happy enough to listen to things in an MP3 at 320, which is not perfect, but but it's certainly not bad. I mean, I'm not going to bring a gramophone in my car <laughs> when I'm going into a long distance to get like, yeah. get the dog to wind it up in the back, but. I love the idea of putting on an album and letting it play all the way through and then it stops and then you have to put it back in the sleeve and then replace it with another album. I, I just, I love the ritual of vinyl. I think it's gorgeous. I do agree with you there and I think years ago, but I, I rarely listened even back in the day to full albums. I think I was a bit too uh, fickle that I'd listen to the, you'd li- you might listen to the whole lot of a new one and then decide you like track one, seven, one, four and five and that's all I'd listen to. I wouldn't really listen to the other ones anymore. You'd take it up and move, move it over. But you are just a, too efficient of a DJ. <laughs> no, this even at home and whatever. I do miss the day back in the day, right when when we were playing vinyl in the in the radio stations, as before your time. So you put the record on, and you pressed a button, and it went around, and you got to the start of it, and then you pressed another button, and it went backwards. Yes. Do you remember them? Were, Yes, we so had that, one of those. So that, did you? Well, well, this was yeah. again in in the radio studio. So that when you, yeah. as soon as you press the button, it started when it was supposed to start. I mean, in the in the the cheaper radio stations, I would have worked on the, the more Denmark pirates initially. You, they were normal decks where you had to turn it back yourself. But by the time I got to the bigger pirates, we were and, and into RT and whatever. Uh, we had these things where you press the button. They were big old RT old, old BBC decks that you pressed the button and it went backwards. That was the highlight of my radio career. I used to do, I was the DJ when I was two, three, four in our house. I still, I still continue to be. Obviously. But my dad had all the cool equipment because dad loves sound, audio, music. He's big into it. He loves his Van Morrison, Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Eric mm-hmm. Clapton, Paul Simon, all those. So we had all the gear and I was just glued to it. And I usually had like a jam sandwich in one hand and <laughs> slapping it all over. Oh, yeah. Decks Way to go. A great time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd have to. Right, we're, we're making good time here. Culture, Neve. Are we? Culture. So my culture piece is culture, so toy culture, consumer culture, parental culture. Okay, so is, 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 what you're, is what you're saying, this is not a culture piece, and Kevin's going to say, that's not culture, but we're going to do it anyway. I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried about Kevin. My wild card is probably more cultural, but I feel like <laughs> the culture of buying is a culture. <laughs> I like it. So... Yeah, so don't buy your child's toys 
rent them. How toy rental is good for the planet and good for your pocket. Now, as a kid, I used to hate sharing toys with kids in school because there'd be like there'd be a toy bucket in school and people would be drooling all over them. I just I just wasn't into it. Um, a drool. Five, four, five, four, five, six years. They, they drool. They do. I don't like it. No. It's not a reasonable thing. And some people don't get it. Don't get over that stage. <laughs> Especially when they're in festivals, urinating in rivers. <laughs> exactly. But it is really worrying when you read it and really disturbing because we do. And I think of every time I go to a kid's party, I bring them a toy, like a thing of Lego or, you know, a board game or something. They have so many toys. I think they have probably way more toys than I had. And when I think of my toys, my toys were very durable. I had them for years. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of toys, but... They were treasured, and I don't know that toys these days have the same kind of lifespan as. Anyway, well, you, st- you still have your Barbie landfill. collection, don't you? Oh, that's not going anywhere. They're not <laughs> toys; they're my friends. <laughs> I have all my Sylvanians as well. My mom kept all my Sylvanians because I had the Sylvanian family, and I basically have a village of tiny animals. Yes, I'm aware. My yes. my youngest daughter will be in a similar position. There's a there's a giant house in in an attic somewhere. Yep. yep. Yep, yep, yep. And it's coming down for uh, nieces and nephews and all of that. And uh, I don't, I don't think she's going to bring it down for anybody. It is precious. Hmm. Sylvanian families are precious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're used for an average of just six months. Which I, looking at nieces and nephews, I can see how their toys are used for an average of six months. I feel like I used my toys from the time I got them until the time I was probably way too old to play with them. Hmm. I just did it anyway. Uh, yeah, Santa letters are on the way. All kinds of things are gearing up for Christmas, but a lot of toys, most of them, so four out of five toys end up in landfill or the sea after just being used for six months, and 90% contain some form of plastic. So what do you do if you're an eco-friendly parent uh, and you want to save some cash? You can actually rent some toys. So there's loads of different companies that seem to do this, and because of my drool problem... Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Are they they (laughs) drooled over toys? They are, I'm sure, but they probably you probably give them a nice wipe down. Right. Yeah. And then your kids will love them. Yes. So this particular company, there's a few different companies. There's Clever Tots Toy Club, founded by a quirk mother, Janelle, and her husband, Didier. And they were working in du- living in Dubai and decided that I guess it's just it's um just too much. So they had this expat community in Dubai. And they found that that kind of thing already existed where they switched over. We, in our neighborhood, we have a real swap thing, which I really like on the WhatsApp group. If you have something you want to get rid of or mm-hmm. something you want to swap or something you need, you just put it on the WhatsApp and it, it comes to you. So I feel like this is more normal these days. But thirty nine ninety nine with discounts if you kind of buy a few books. But you could save an average of 60 quid a month, it says, alongside the toys, uh, alongside the time of getting rid of unused toys there's loads of different people who do this. There's some ones that focus on wooden toys and they're very beautiful. Yeah. And there's some, uh, there's a library in Carrickmore Cross and they have a toy library. So it's not for profit. Your kids can go in there. They can borrow up to four toys, puzzles or games for three weeks. And I didn't realize that. And so wreck they're them. kind of, and absolutely wreck them. <laughs> Send them back, wipe them down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get so the drool of off them. Get the drool off them because it's gross. Mm. And some companies will let you, if the, if the child really loves the toy, they'll let you just pay a bit extra and keep the toy. So there's some food for thought if you have a toddler or a young person in your possession. <laughs> and <laughs> and you don't want to buy them a load of new, you know, gear. 
we we have in, in my in my brother's house, which was my my parents' house, there is a a, a box a biscuit box, right? <clears throat> like a tin of biscuits, which has a matchbox and and corgi cars in it, and Ooh, some wow. of them some of them date from my older brother, who is my eldest, um, who is over sixty now. They must be worth a few bob, are they? I know they're, they're fairly bashed and fairly well, like they've been fairly well played with. But like now, his grandkids, when they come in, will play with it. And, That's amazing. You know, my That's what kids toys play should be. Yeah, exactly. My kids would would have played with it at the time, and my brother's kids and whatever. So uh, yeah, it's interesting that at least that they certainly lasted the, uh, the, the the lasted the time. Well, if you want to come over some evening for a Sylvanian night. <laughs> I'll send Holly. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You two would, yeah. have, would have great fun. It'd be great. You have the bakery, you've got the nursery, you've got yeah. the stables. Yeah, she, yeah, she had a load of that kind of stuff, no more than yourself. And and it is, <laughs> I, I think, still still in a in a in a uh, in in the oh the attic of 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 the house. I still have out on display in public. Uh, um, I have, I've got an antique doll's house for my sixth birthday yep. and I spent my life collecting bits of beautiful bits and pieces for it with care, pride and love. Obviously. And it's still there and uh, it's one of my favourite things in the world. Your friends. They're more of, I have so many friends. Mm. Oh yeah. Some are furry, some are, you know, living in a tiny house. Exactly. Some are living in museums. Dinosaurs. And they all make me happy. Exactly. And isn't that the main thing, Neve? And that's it. Exactly. I'm having a wonderful life. That's it. Yes. <laughs> it keeps you smiling. <laughs> yes. Demonically, from the corner of my room. Yes. I, I could see. I, I do keep saying that we need to kind of uh, probably <laughs> uh, do the, just show show the, the, the Zoom because sometimes some of your face, you know, <laughs> you can tell when you're passionate about something, Neve. I'll give it, I'll say that much for you. <laughs> My culture piece, this guy uh, who is a an artist, I'm trying to, oh, Jans Hanning in Denmark, right? He was yes. given he was given a load of, have you heard this story? No, I'm saying yes as if I have. I just heard that. I was like, I sound like I'm pretending to know what I'm talking about. I don't. No, it was very I'm impressive. I'm encouraging you. I'm it, encouraging you okay. to keep going. It was very impressive. Yeah. It sounded like, oh yes, I know Thank this you. story, but but tell the listener anyway, because oh, yes. I already know Jan it. something. Yes. Yeah. Jan Hanning. He, he Jan was given, Hanning. He was given half a million kroner to, uh, to revive an artwork that he did before and to to show how uh, how you can waste money and i think what he did the last time was take a load of the money and put it on the canvas and whatever so instead of doing it this time he was like he got the money to do that it was the equivalent of $84,000 um he gave them back two empty canvases called take the money and run <laughs> that's very funny <laughs> and they're 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 suing him, but he's saying it's art. You know that that's what you you paid me for 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 this thing on how to waste money. You've got and they're actually showing the two blank canvases in the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Alberg. Oh, I didn't cop that Alberg. Um, and the, the, those guys aren't satisfied with the expi- ex- explanation, uh, but they are being um, displayed part of an exhibition called Work It Out, which explores people's relationship with work. I think it's ingenious. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. And if you want to waste money, well, they just did. And if they want to waste more money, they can sue him. Yeah. His art's subjective. Yes. So indeed. I can tell everyone that my art is amazing and they can disagree. But no one can ever prove that my art is not amazing. 
Now, I'm a bit of a philistine when it comes to this. Uh, you probably like all that modern art stuff, do you? No. You don't. I, I, I thought we maybe had this conversation before and I wasn't sure. Okay, you don't. doesn't I, speak to my soul. It doesn't speak to my soul either. Uh, and my my youngest, the aforementioned Holly, um, drags me when we are have been on city breaks before into places that I wouldn't necessarily go myself. Uh, like the Museum of Modern Art in New York, for example. Yes. I have been dragged to. Um, it wouldn't necessarily be my. Hang on, they they have a helicopter in there, which is which is about the only thing that that. Oh well, they have the Fonz's jacket as well. But, oh, that's that's ours. That's exactly. Ours. But but the rest of it was was this kind of stuff, blank canvases, and and Holly's there going, ooh, mm, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and I'm there looking at my watch, going, can we go yet? You know. I do like a good gift shop at the end. <laughs> Enjoy that now. Yes, indeed. I would agree with you. Um, because generally you get the best of the museum in book form. In book form. And you yeah. can buy postcards and pens. Exactly. Great. I love That's pens. That's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I got my own back in her and, and I drag her to the science museums. So, you know. <laughs> it, it, it balances out. I don't understand enough about art to really understand anything about modern art. But I like going to impressionist exhibitions and that kind of thing yeah well I do impressions <laughs> you you should be in a museum doing your impressions you do brilliant <laughs> here's an old guy the doing, best impressionist here's an old guy doing doing impressions of people who are dead because all the people I do now have all died yeah I know we talked about that before but that is really sad when you know your um your career dies a bit of a death kind of literally totally yeah it's you terrible know, you're gonna have to get new people this is it here's um here's uh pit the younger you know that and that kind of thing i mean well gone at this <laughs> stage but i did a very good pit the younger um i'm really sorry for your troubles because they are <laughs> considerable but <laughs> I know you, that. you do a solid liam neeson oh yes you do so you'll always have liam i will find you that's as good as it gets <laughs> I do like you can't doing give that. it away. Yeah, you just have to. Yeah, you have to get people to pay the entrance fees to get exhibition. Oh, exactly. That that's where that's yeah. where when this goes over thirty minutes and you pay the extra to hear it, you'll get all the impressions. That's what it's Al doing Liam Neeson yeah. and then Liam Neeson doing Al. That sounds wrong. He's very um, good at that. But... Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> <laughs> pay a lot of extra. You've had cash enough. For that one. Yeah, <laughs> there's not enough money there really. Moving swiftly onwards. Yes, your the wild, wild card, Neve, which may My just be card. which may just be cultural. Which is a little bit cultural, um, because Grammy Award winner Lord has a fascination with the Rose of Tralee, according to Irish Central. Oh, to be sure, to be sure. Grammy Award winner who? Lord. Would that be one of these newfangled singers? One of these newfangled singers. A lot of respect for her. All right. She's very good at what she does. She's a young so one. So she's a lady called Lord. She's a lady called Lord. You'd probably know you being a DJ if I played a couple of her songs. Probably a couple of songs, you know. I believe she's around the age of 24 these days. You see, the, the issue is I stopped, I, my musical knowledge stops at about 2005 at best. Well, 2005 is pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, but, you know, I, the, the bit of DJing I do now these days is, is on an oldie station, so I don't have to know anything new. Yeah, but they're the best. They're brilliant. The new station? The new music? Oh, the old. Oh, the old stuff. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, or listen, if what it's on the, if, it, if it's on the new BBC Radio Two playlist, I'll probably know it. But I, 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 I wouldn't imagine I'm overly aware of Lord. Uh, I bet you would know a thing or two. But she likes the Rose of Tralee because she has Irish roots. There She's you go. She's never been here. She would like to come here. 
and she thinks that uh, she's threatening here to enter the Rosa Trilly, where she's imagining what would happen if she did. It should be very funny. I remember being extraordinarily upset when I became too old to enter the Rosa Trilly. <laughs> I vaguely remember. Well, no, I think I remember you telling me that because, yes. What to, what yeah. age do you, what age is it? Is, still, is it twenty six or something? I think it might be the twenty eight cutoff. Right. Yeah. But I think they should have a senior rose category. Ooh. Yeah, because I think I missed my chance when I was younger. I, would, I don't know. I thought about it, and then I just didn't want to. I don't know. Didn't have the. Uh, didn't have didn't the what? Dis- I didn't want to disgrace my parents in national television. How would you disgrace like, them? After, I might have said something weird, you know. I don't know. Oh no, Dad, da- you'd love this. Here's McGenzie now, and here's the the the, the rose, the witness protection rose. Here's Neve. But, isn't it yeah. great to be here, isn't it? <laughs> Could be a witness protection rose, but I then, as an as an older person, yes. probably around like thirty two, went to the Rose of Tralee under the guise of working, which yes. I actually was doing, and I got myself a sash and a tiara and I dressed up, <laughs> and I had the time of my life. I had about two to three nights in Kerry uh, working on the working on a radio show and staying in the Rose Hotel and meeting all the girls, and nobody questions you. If you're wearing a tiara, yes, you can kind of have a bit of free reign around the place. Do what you want. Were you down in the Brandon yeah. Hotel? Were you? I was down. I believe it's called the Rose Hotel. Is it? Um, it's the yeah. one right, right beside the dome. Yes, the Brandon, the, the Brandon Hotel. We we worked there. We did we did two two or three roses at Trillies, um, and it was it was hard work. I gotta tell you, it is hard work, and people put in a kind of a ten day stint. But I didn't really sort of get that. What you see on TV is the tip of the iceberg, but the, the oh my god, it's so much fun! It's so it's so wild! It's so <laughs> it's so much crack! And no wonder all the girls lose their voices because they're just having the best time. Oh, ever. they're they're going all the time. They're partying they're all the time. All the time. I tell you what, I found it, found interest because we we were we were working uh, PR and and whatever down down there for a client. Like it was, we were going from early in the morning to to late in the evening. Um, it was yes. busy, um, but we got a Monday night off, right? And <clears throat> excuse me, we we went to a restaurant that had been uh, to, we we've been said like we had the night we had the night off a couple of hours off want to go and get something to eat somewhere good where it's good. So we went to this restaurant and it was closed. No, we closed on Mondays. This is in Even the middle <laughs> of the Rose of Tr- the Tralee Festival. Oh they close no. on Mondays. No, they probably have good mental health. Very possibly protecting themselves. They certainly don't I know would- how to make money. Probably just stay open that night, seeing as there are many thousands of people milling around. Yes. And then I would just close the next week. Correct. Because it's like a 10-day affair. It's a big affair anyway. It's huge. There's tons of people. It's parades. I got to dress up and sit around kind of the front row or pretty much almost every night and yep. watch it. Uh, the girls were lovely. Had a brilliant time and would highly recommend snooping around backstage <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> It was really fun. <laughs> I do remember that, and you you do had you did have a have a good time. We're oh, we're out of my life. We're out of time. That's so unfair because I shouldn't have talked too long because you have good stories. Nothing to do with you, and my wild card was really good. Ugh. Gosh darn it! Oh, we're selling it again. Hey hey. <laughs> but I'll hold it till next week. Well, I look forward to next week then. Let's see how long we can get out of that. It can't be like the last one where I think that was about 17 and a half months that you were like, and next week we'll be doing the three things you need to know to be the most interesting person in the room. Yeah, uh, this one, so I, I, think, I can't even give you a hook on this because it's just... Um, 
Hang on, what are we at? We have 32. Yeah, we'll do, I'll do it quickly, right? Because it is, it's, a, it it's just a quick throwaway one. <laughs> a Turkish man who was reported missing unknowingly joined the search parties looking for himself. Local, <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> I mean, we're all searching for ourselves, ultimately. Indeed. That's um, very literal. Local media reported that Bayan Multu, who lives in uh, some district in northwest Turkey, believed was believed to be missing on Tuesday. He wandered away from his friends in a forest while drunk, according to the uh, website. His wife and friends reported him missing after they were unable to get in touch with him for several hours. He later joined a group in the area who were helping the authorities search for him. Who did he think he was searching for? No idea. When members of the search party began calling out his name, he replied, Oh, I'm here. (laughs) How long did it take before he asked, Who are you searching for? Which I would have thought was a kind of a perfunctory... That's a a pretty... That's a basic question. No idea. The only thing I can... can, Like, it was a short short piece, but I I thought you'd get a laugh out of it. It just reminds me of something that, um, that... like Buster Keaton, there's one for the for the teenagers <laughs> would have would have put together in a movie in the 1920s. It it was a great bit. That's brilliant. If that was my high point in my life, uh, accidentally joining a search party looking for myself. Oh, especially if there was a reward for me. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> exactly. That's Get brilliant. Dave to find you and claim the reward. <laughs> yeah, if they offer awards for cat rewards for cats and dogs, I mean, wonder what I'm worth. Well, there is a price in your head on the witness protection program. We do know this, and that's why I keep moving around. Exactly. And on that note, <laughs> we're well over time. Yes. Thank you for joining us today <laughs> on this podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, you can. You can get in touch on the Twitter with Social Media Mel, who is a Tony Pastorum, as always, and saving our hides on the online. Yep. And that's at Look It Podcast. Or you can email us, lookit at uniquemedia.ie. Very impressed you got that right this week. Thank you. I've been practicing. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, subscribe and leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice, and we will see you next week. Good to see Hi. you again, Neve. Good to see you as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm Neve Bennett, but I'm, I'm, I still use Neve McManus. I'm half, I have no idea who I am. I need to go on a search party and look for myself. Yes, exactly. So yes. We'll, we'll send out the search party for either Neve Bennett or Neve, Neve either. McManus. Yes. Take your pick. I respond to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You generally respond to, hey, you. Hey, you. Hmm. All right. In the corner, smiling demonically. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Look it. 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 it. We listen. listen. Produced by Unique Media.